You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 28, and we are getting into part two of my exam marker diaries. So if you want to know the 10 marking criteria that your teen should be using to help them ace their English writing and how one command word messed up a significant number of students in a year 12 maths question I marked, then keep listening. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Well, hey, VIPs, and welcome to part two of my exam marker diaries. I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you so far. I always feel a little bit self-conscious just telling my own stories, but I always get emails when I send out either these sorts of emails to my subscribers or these episodes on the podcast from parents saying that they really enjoy them and get a lot out of them. And I think it's probably because we often learn best through stories and really being able to visually imagine the real life events happening. So if you haven't yet listened to part one, you can go and find that on episode 27. And taking up here where I left off after marking those GCSE exams in the UK and then teaching some exam technique to my classes in Sydney, we can then fast forward to a bit of a detour, which I didn't love at the time but was definitely another key moment and turn of events that has really brought me to where I am today. And that was being given an essential English class on my timetable. And as a non-English specialist, I was feeling pretty out of my depth, especially as by now I had also adopted my second subject as a teacher in Australia. So teachers in Australia have two subjects, not like having one back in the UK. And that subject for me was teaching maths. So the complete opposite of English. So you know me by now. I, of course, went out and found ways to make me better at teaching and helping those English students. And the bonus was that it also gave me more of that love that I was developing by now for getting behind the scenes of and into the inner workings of exams. Because it turns out you don't actually have to be a qualified English teacher. You have to be a qualified teacher, but you have to be a teacher of English to mark for the NAPLAN writing test. I guess partly because there are just so many of them. And also because a lot of primary school teachers mark them because they go from years three to nine. But you just have to have had experience in teaching and exam marking and applying criteria effectively. So being keen to improve my knowledge of some of the English foundations and wanting to help students be successful in their assessments, of course, I jumped on this. And this experience was perfect for that. It definitely dropped me into the deep end, but it totally worked. Because when you are marking for the NAPLAN writing test, you get to mark papers from across the whole 
cohort, right from year three up to year nine. And so you see how the 10 marking criteria that they use get applied to a really wide range of responses. So it was definitely challenging, but it gave me a lot of what I wanted and needed. So it was super helpful. And I will say as well, as an aside, it was challenging in more ways than one. Because for this marking, you had to go to a special secure marking center to go and do the training and the marking, which was every evening after school and at weekends for a week and a half. Now, when I marked in the UK, we had to mark in term time, but we had the papers at home. So you could just go home, you could mark through the evenings, you could do it whenever you had a moment. But being at the marking center, it meant that I would leave the house at 7.15 in the morning, go straight to school, have a day of teaching, go straight from school to the marking center and then wouldn't get home till gone 9 p.m. I honestly don't know how any teachers who have got kids managed to do it. And I will say the piles of my own marking started to pile up, as did the piles of laundry at my house, I can tell you. But the thing that I really got out of that marking was not just being a better teacher of the nuts and bolts of English as a non-English specialist, but even more usefully for me in the long term and in the short term to help those students with their assessments was realizing how students could adapt their writing in pretty easy ways to create more impact and get more marks in English assessments. And most of all, it showed me how no one needs to be a natural talent at writing in order to score well in writing tests or English assessments. And I will definitely make a future podcast episode on this because this was a really big eye-opener for me. Because once I knew exactly what was being looked for in students' writing, I realized that being creative or original was not actually an important factor. It can be a factor, but it's never the most important. And often it really isn't that important at all because a student who had written about the same topic as another 87 papers that I just marked could score better by nailing a lot of the criteria in that writing than a student who would come up with a really creative story or a really unique or original persuasive argument, but wasn't necessarily hitting the criteria on the mark scheme. And I can tell you that these criteria that we mark against for NAPLAN are basically the same as those that students are marked against even in the senior assessments in English. And I know this because I then also ended up doing marking for the year 12 QCS exams, which include a year 12 extended writing exam. Now, the QCS was, until a few years ago, the Queensland Core Skills Tests, because by this time I had upped my sun chasing game from going from the UK to Sydney to then moving up to the sunshine state of Queensland. So as you can tell, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well. And sun chasing is definitely one of those. But here is what I really want to share. The NAPLAN marking guide is super clear and super easy to use. And I recommend it to all students. If they don't have a copy, go get it, download it. It is free and public for anyone to download online, whether they are in year seven, year nine, year 12, and use it to help them tick more boxes in their writing, no matter their year group or their standard of writing. Now, of course, yes, the standards, the quality expected is higher 
in the year 12 exams. But what I saw from doing that combination of different exams, but both being writing tests, what I saw was the the actual criteria that they are being judged on are the same. I will say the year 12 version is written in a slightly kind of fancier way, but that is why I actually urge students to use the NAPLAN version because it is very user-friendly. And as a non-English specialist and as someone who, as a student, never really had any kind of natural flair for writing or creativity, and honestly, I didn't even enjoy reading at all through high school, really until my early 20s. But as a marker, I was really starting to see the power of knowing the marking criteria with those bigger writing assessments. And all of this was also around the time that rock solid study started to come to life in my brain and on the computer. Probably no coincidence, really. Getting more and more into the exam side of things and realizing how many students really needed this training and support. So I was still doing full time teaching, I was doing the exam marking and starting up rock solid study and writing the 10 week grade transformation program. And like I said, I also then got started with marking for the year 12 QCS exams. And that was fantastic because these were core skills exams. These actually ended three years ago as Queensland moved to the full ATAR system, but they were very much like the GATT exams, the general achievement tests that are still sat in Victoria for the VCE. And I loved marking these and I still often use particular questions from past papers for exam technique training because they weren't subject specific. Yes, there were some more literacy-based or numeracy-based style questions, but they would always revolve around sources that were provided or they'd purely be on comprehension or application skills. So they were a perfect example of exam technique in action. So marking for this particular exam gave me loads of experience in marking all different types of questions from short three word answers to drawing graphs up to full page extended responses. And even like I said, the year 12 writing test where students had to write a 1500 word response to an unseen stimulus. But one of my most memorable moments was marking a numeracy question on the short response paper. Because remember, my second subject by this time was maths. So as you can imagine by now, yes, I also wanted to up my game in the exams side of maths as well. And for QCS marking, it was really nice because the paper was divided up in different groups of markers were allocated one or two questions from different sections. And we could actually nominate our preferences for what we wanted to mark. So for my first year, I opted for the maths questions. And I should say this, in case you are wondering or concerned by this variety of marking that I've done and how I've been able to mark all these different types of questions and is that really a thing? Can anyone just mark any exams? I will say that my story is pretty unusual. It's kind of unique. I don't know of anyone else who has sought out this amount of different types of exam marking. Most examiners, if they go and do exam marking, they do it for their subject. Plus, remember, I was thrown that English class one year. So I added maths to my teaching when I moved to Australia, and that's taken me down that path. But also, I really felt the need to improve my 
English teaching and assessment skills. So that also added that side of things as well. And the other thing I'll say is the exam boards don't just train us and then let us loose on marking. We have to do a lot of practice scripts during training. Scripts is just the technical word that we use for a completed exam paper. And we go through those, our practice scripts, with a fine tooth comb with the lead marker. And then even as we're marking, there are all sorts of checks in place. Like having a random sample of your marking each day gets remarked by a lead marker to check it. And in the NAPLAN writing test marking, there was a control script every day where everyone marks that. You don't know which one it is, but everyone gets given it and your marks are checked against what the lead markers had given. And even in some exams and exam boards, every paper is actually marked by two different markers. Each marker can't see what the other marker gave. And if there is a discrepancy, it is then marked a third time by yet another different marker. So these systems are very rigorous when it comes to external exams. Now, back to that QCS exam paper and the numeracy questions that I was marking. In one of the questions, the command was to estimate. And I'd say in almost half of the scripts, maybe not half, but I would say 30 to 40% of the scripts that I marked, the students had actually calculated rather than estimated, which I will say required some pretty advanced mathematical skills. Some of them were even using calculus. Some of them were doing areas of a trapezium and then doing heaps of trapezium shapes on the graph and adding them up, which either meant that because it was pretty complex, they'd end up messing it up somewhere and getting the answer wrong, or they would get it perfect and they'd get the answer correct, But oh my goodness, it had taken them two, three, four times longer than they probably should have taken and then they needed to to get it. And therefore, they were going to run out of time to answer some of the other questions on the paper. And this was a huge eye-opener as to the power of a command word and particularly when it came to maths or numeracy questions. And that has stuck with me ever since. I can tell you I actually still have a copy of that past paper in my filing cabinet. And I've continued to mark for the QCS exams, sometimes taking the big extended responses, the more literacy-based, the numeracy-based, giving myself a really good range of different questions to mark for it was probably the next four or five years until Queensland moved to the ATAR exam system three years ago. And I then got to go full circle. I got back in as a marker for the geography papers, which I have done every year for the past three years. But it also presented another new opportunity, which was for me to get involved in the actual exam writing side of things, to go even deeper with this, because with a new exam system comes new positions for people to get involved. And by now, I was like a fully fledged exam geek. So over these three years, I have also been on the writing panel and scrutiny panel for the QCAA ATAR exams. Now, I am afraid that these are the things that really are top secret. I am not able to share anything about those roles and what goes on in them for obvious reasons. But it has definitely given me a deeper experience of what really goes on in creating full exam papers, the mark schemes, the wording of questions. So with all of that said, that is the story of how I became an exam geek. 
and how I will continue using all of that experience and my future roles and experiences as well to enlighten you and serve your teen if they ever come and join me in my 10-week great transformation program or go on to coaching with me in Next Level Coaching. And I hope that you can take away and action even just one of the things that I have covered, like getting that NAPLAN writing test mark scheme and the 10 criteria downloaded, or making sure your teen knows the real difference between clear and detailed that I went through in episode 27 on extended response. So I will be sure to share with you my tips and observations based on this year's year 12 ATAR marking. So be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode because I I cannot be sure yet what date that will be. And while you are there subscribing or following on your podcast app, then I would love it and really appreciate it if you took an extra 30 seconds to just leave a five-star rating and a quick review. I know it feels like a pain, but it really only takes less than a minute when you've got that podcast app open. So I'd really appreciate it. There are already some wonderful reviews on there and that is amazing. I really hope you have a brilliant week ahead and I will see you back here for another episode next week. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.